Welcome to the Empowerment Radio Show, the show that empowers, inspires, and motivates. Hear from experts in all areas of business as they share proven techniques that have helped them earn millions and have more free time. Learn the tricks of the trade, including how to market your business and develop the million-dollar mindset needed to succeed. Be sure to register for more information at torontowomensexpo.com. Use hashtag EWTS, which is short for Empowering women to succeed. Now, let's welcome the host of the Empowerment Radio Show, Randy Goodman. Hello everyone, this is Randy here with the Empowerment Radio Show and my special guest, Kathy Bartell, a web copywriter, a message coach, and a speaker. I really want to find out what a message coach means. I want to give a warm welcome to my podcast guest, Kathy. How are you, Kathy? And thanks so much for being here with us today. Oh, I'm great, Randy. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's, it's fantastic to talk about all of these things around businesses and what you know drives us to create, really, because um, getting our messages out there is, is key in life or in business. So it's yeah, something I love talking about. Awesome. Well, I'm glad to have you. Thank you. So how about you tell us a bit about yourself so that we can get to know you? Okay. Well, I was born in, uh, well, I was born in a small town, <laughs> but I grew up in the country on a 200-acre uh, beef cattle farm and uh, wasn't much of a farmer. I never knew how many cows we had or if we had crops or anything. I just sort of lived there. <laughs> and uh, I guess I was more of a city kid. So I came to Toronto to go to University of Toronto. And, um, you know, when I was there, I studied uh, English, um, art history, philosophy, you know, really a, a, a liberal arts education. And as a kid, I had always been, you know, drawing and I'd always been writing so it was kind of a natural extension of, of stuff that I always loved to do. So when you left school, mm-hmm. what did you immediately get into? Well, this was the interesting thing. Uh, a, a couple of years ago, I was on a couple of panels at University of Toronto for graduating arts and sciences students. And uh, it was great because they had brought in people such as myself who work in the media to give students a bit of a sense of where they could go in careers. But when I was in school, it was very much, you know, the whole university space was very, um, you know, sort of a one-off kind of thing. You were sort of in a bubble, you know, of learning, and it was fantastic. But I didn't really, I hate to say it, but I didn't really have a plan. Um, You know, as a kid, this was kind of crazy, but uh, for anybody who remembers, there used to be a magazine called TV Guide, and Mm -hmm. people used to basically fling it around the living room to each other when they wanted to see what was on way before, you know, we had the Internet and stuff. And uh, I had collected those as a kid because I had always wanted to be an actor. And then uh, my first real job was at TV Guide, And so I was thinking, gee, should I tell them that I I have all these magazines in a drawer in my house? But uh, that was just, that was the beginning of my career in journalism. And I went straight out of university 
uh, without, say, you know, taking, you know, another certification or degree at, at a place like Ryerson for journalism. I really learned it. I learned how to be a journalist in the field of journalism. So, um, you know, I, I have a varied media background, you know, in print online and in broadcast TV production, both in front of the camera and behind the camera as a writer, researcher, and associate producer. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's worked out quite well that, you know, I was a real academic, you know, when I was in university. I even wanted to go on and do an MA in English. Hmm. And then I just started working, and I never got back to doing the MA. And I really just got into journalism and media from, you know, from that beginning. So wow. I hate to say it, I'd love to tell you that I had a really straight, direct route and I knew what I wanted to do. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I knew I wanted to go to U of T more than anything. I knew I wanted to, you know, get to, to Toronto. But I, I honestly, after that, I was, you know, I wow. found my way. <laughs> so question for you, um, because, yeah. you know, you grew up on a farm and yeah. you had no interest really in the farm. Uh, what uh-huh. made you, you know, when you're uh, you're applying to go to University of Toronto, what yes. made you decide that the liberal arts was the area of interest for you? Well, I'd always been, as I said, I'd always been a writer. And um, I always excelled in English class. I got, I was in a, a special class in grade, the end of high school that was, really for kids, I don't know what you'd call it, but it was a step above the sort of typical, I guess, higher level you could go to. It was about Canadian um, writers, actually. And Mm -hmm. it was all that focus. So we were studying Margaret Atwood and Robertson Davies and all of the sort of, you know, big names in Canadian literature. And so I'd always been strong in writing. I'd always been strong in art. But I think, you know, like a horse race, they were neck and neck. But I think the writing really was, you know, if you had to split hairs, was the stronger thing in me. And my mom was a poet. She was an artist. And so when I was a kid, there was always, you know, it was a really cool home. I mean, my mom grew up in Toronto and, uh, you know, sort of around Avenue Road in Eglinton. Her dad was an insurance executive who traveled all over the place. She grew up in a really lovely city home. And then mm-hmm. she married my dad, who was a farmer, and my grandmother was aghast. You know, she just <laughs> thought, oh, my goodness, this is the worst thing that could have ever happened to her daughter. And my grandmother still lived in Toronto. And so that was part of the allure. We'd come up here and, and visit her. But at home, my mom would always be in the middle of, you know, writing a poem or something. There was a, always a, an easel set up with an oil painting on it. And, you know, one of my mom's good friends at one point was the child's uh, children's book author. And I was okay. valedictorian when I graduated high school. So, you know, there was always an awareness and a love of Toronto, and there was always uh, a strong uh, leaning towards writing and literature and that kind of thing. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So your journey, so you leave university, you've graduated, you're working uh, with TV Guide and whatnot. Can you tell us your journey from there to where you are today? Yeah. Um, I started there actually as a photo editor. So I would direct and organize photo shoots in Toronto, in New York, in L.A. I would go down to the U.S. networks, um, you know, to get photography. 
um, it was a very interesting job. And while I was there as a photo editor, I started writing for the magazine, as writing columns about kids' television and, and photo features and things like that. And uh, I wanted to do more writing, though. And so there came a point where I realized that I kind of was in a bit of a silo on the visual side of things. And sometimes, you know, in your career, the way to sort of get to the next level is to just sort of step off the road, get, you know, on sort of the off-ramp and come around and get on somewhere else. And so what I ultimately ended up doing was segueing into TV production as a research supervisor on the biggest show that YTV used to do. And that was okay. extraordinary, a, a tremendous experience, still really probably the highlight of my career in a lot of ways. And that really took in my ability to manage teams and, you know, to write, to edit. And it was really two or three jobs in one. It was, um, you know, working with all of the judges and so on. I was overseeing them. I was overseeing a large team of researchers and writers. And, you know, there were, and there was event planning involved. There was a lot in that job. And that kind of started me into um, working in television and knowing a lot of people in that industry. But at the same time, this is like the late 90s, I started working in the online space to promote the show and creating copy for the website um, to go along with this program I was working on. So that's really when I, I got into the online space was when I was starting in television. And then I worked in television at the same time. I did a lot of things concurrently. So I worked in television and various shows, but at that point I had started freelance writing about architecture and design and TV and film production. So I was basically writing in print and online and working in television. You know, it was a lot of overlap uh, of both mm -hmm. of those things. So it was a very rich um, you know, career in that sense. I was sort of hitting all those different areas that I really enjoyed. And, um, you know, then after that, I, I started to segue more into uh, the online space. I, I worked on the MSN site. I don't know if you remember, but it used to be Simpatico MSN. They were sort mm -hmm. of together, and they had an agreement that for five years they were going to sort of work together. And then, you know, they, they sort of split up, and the MSN website, msn.ca, went on its own. And so I was involved in that in that year when we were sort of, you know, moving uh, into MSN being its own online portal. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I just, I just got to know a lot of people and in, in the online space as well and, you know, got involved in other properties, print and online, but especially the online space. And really, that, you know, at a certain point it kind of got into that area more than the TV production because right. I love television and I love my TV friends, but I never had an ambition to, say, produce a show, you know, or mm -hmm. direct a show. So unless you're really moving in that area, I mean, you could continue mm -hmm. to just, you know, associate produce as I was doing a lot of, but that wasn't where I saw, you know, my next step. So I really consciously moved into the online space pretty wow. much exclusively. Okay. And that's where you are today? That's where I am today, but um, you know, there's a point in your career sometimes where you really enjoy doing various things and, and as I say, I've been really blessed to have a lot of different creative outlets and, and, and talents that I have, you know, addressed in some of the different things I've done. But there was a point where I started to um, I started a blog a couple of two or three years ago. And it's mm -hmm. called Bratty Kathy. 
And uh, to me, being a brat's about stirring things up, you know, to make mm-hmm. change, to get your voice out there, to make a difference in the world. And I was doing this as a side project, and I really, really was loving it. And I was getting great feedback from women who were reading the blog. And I started mm-hmm. thinking, wow, what if I could create some kind of business that takes this a step further and really empowers women in, in a way that's more than, than I'm doing on this blog? You know, how could I turn that into a business? And mm-hmm. I started to realize that, yeah, I could do that with the writing, with the media background. I, I know about voice and message and, and brand, and I have a pretty good understanding, quite a good understanding about marketing from, from working in the media. So, you know, that's where I am now is, is running my own business where I'm able to help women entrepreneurs in particular. I mean, I work with, you know, any kind of entrepreneur guys as well, of course. But, mm-hmm. you know, working with women, it's... I just love helping them really get their voice out there that really makes them distinct. Well, I love it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So can you mm-hmm. tell me what kind of, or what would you say are the most challenging issues that people face in, uh, you know, in coming to you in this industry, in writing or um, blogging or whatever it may be, but with their writing issues, what do you find are the most challenging issues people come to you with? Well, as I say, I, I work primarily with women business owners, and oftentimes, you know, it depends where they, you know, where they came from before they started their their business. But even overall, they often have a bit of a disconnect between the personal and the professional when they represent themselves online you know as we all know whether you've got a bricks and mortar business on the corner of main and you know pine street mm-hmm. or you've got an online business you know that's where people are going to look for you is in the online space so mm-hmm. you know it's really really key to differentiate yourself out there and oftentimes business owners they have a hard time knowing how much of themselves you know how much of the personal to put out there you know because they don't want to look unprofessional and a lot of us have been you know, cultured that way that, you know, you have to, it's a bit of a fine line to walk. You don't want to, you know, be too chatty. You don't want to tell too much about yourself. You you have to be able to have a balance. And that often affects how they write because they they just, you know, sometimes they just get too into the being professional that their personality just bleeds off the web page. Like literally, they're just, it's, there's just nobody home from a, a human point of view. And people aren't going to mm-hmm. resonate with that if they're coming to your site. And um, the other thing is oftentimes, of course, you know, business owners, their first uh, area of expertise is not writing for the web. You know, they, they don't know how to write for the web, and they need to focus on what's going to make them money, what's their area of expertise. So mm-hmm. I've worked with business owners who will, you know, hand me copy, and it's, it's really a kind of a wall of text. And, you know, I'll work with them to pull that out and bullet point things and get enough white space flowing in there and all the different conventions of writing for the web that are really going to make their content easily scannable and engaging, you know, and, and really um, an irresistible read for, for the person it's meant to reach. And that's mm-hmm. the third point is, around the piece of personal, uh, getting your personality in there, is really nailing what your voice is and what makes you distinct. And that takes a certain amount of courage. Um, a lot of business owners don't really think, you know, and it, it really isn't about you. We all know that your, your website, for example, is about the customer. They need to see themselves there. 
but it's, mm-hmm. it's an intimate relationship. It's like you're sitting across the table from them. You know, you have to have that kind of voice coming across off of that web page so that it resonates with the particular type of client you want to reach. And that's not necessarily an easy task. It's often quite challenging for business owners. It, it, it creates kind of a mental block sometimes, just how the heck do I do that? And they'll put it off and they'll put it off like we all do with things that we're not super comfortable with. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, those are some of the, the key challenges business owners have in, in presenting themselves online. No, thank you. Yes, I know it can be quite daunting and can actually scare people away. And sometimes mm. when they're putting information out there, it might be uh, incorrect content for that type of platform or, yep. or communicated in an incorrect way for that platform. And I think understanding, and that's the key to business success, right, is being able mm-hmm. to communicate properly with people yep. in a way where they want to receive that information. So, exactly. you know, I know you definitely need a professional to help you do that, especially if that's not your forte, right? Mm-hmm. So exactly. definitely, absolutely. So what kind of help do you su- suggest that people seek when they have different challenges and issues? Well, in terms of this whole idea around the messaging, the content, uh, it really depends on the person. I mean, some people do like writing. They just don't know how to do it for the web. So sometimes they will prefer to take a stab at it and write their about page or write some of the content. And what someone you know, who's a professional in that area, such as myself, can do then is edit it and, and, and work that with them and collaborate with them and help them see how to structure that and finesse that content so that it really does pop off the page and, and follow, you know, the, um, the website's copywriting best practices so that it really packs a punch when they, you know, when they get it out there. But other people just really aren't comfortable with that. And one of the things that I do with clients is from the very beginning to see if they're ready really to get that content on their website, you know, I will do two things. And the first is to find out how much they know about that ideal client, you know, really figure out who that person is know them, you know, as intimately as possible demographically and psychographically and give me really strong content around that, you know, things those people say about about whatever the issue is that this particular professional can help them with and really, you know, go deep and find out, get to know that person. They need to bring me that info. And then they also really need to know who they are and what differentiates them. And sometimes that requires a little bit more work, you know, in terms of, you know, maybe they're saying, you know, well, I'm an insurance agent and I do this and this, and I'm, you know, playing devil's advocate and saying to them, well, so what? You know, mm-hmm. there's a million right. people who do that in your field. And then we'll just sort of drill down and really nail something that, you know, is, is so common and, and self-evident to them that they don't realize it's a differentiator from, you know, separating them from the rest of their competition. They're just too close to it. So mm-hmm. I'll work with them on message like that. And then another big piece is is doing a very in-depth interview, which you know, comes also from my background in journalism and interviewing many different people over my career. And we'll go deep and get a real sense of who they are because that's where the gold is, you know. That's their voice. That's what's really going to make them come across on that website and connect with the people that they're meant to connect with. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's any number of different ways to work this, from them writing some of it and me editing it, you know, to to this collaborative uh, writing 
you know, editing process. And I also teach uh, business owners how to blog for the web. You know, I say to them, if you can write, um, you know, any kind of uh, copy for, you know, an office, if you're uh, coming from a corporate background and, and you write content for that, you know, you can totally write a blog post. You know, there's many, many ways for them to sort of segue into creating really solid content in a blog. And I have, as I say, a course that I, that I offer for them to do that. Absolutely. That's awesome. Okay. Thank you. And mm-hmm. what kind of, so you mentioned you have a course, and I'm sure you do one-on-one coaching as well. Yeah, uh, what kind yeah of a lot of results, that. What kind of results can people expect when they work with you? One of the biggest things is that I'm very much about in what I offer to clients is this whole idea of a really authentic message. Now, these days I hate almost saying the word authentic because it's now become one of those buzzwords that's already overused in a way, but mm-hmm. it's really, really key. And that's one of the things that they love. I worked with a client who said, oh, my goodness, I worked with a so-called professional writer and I never got this you know, kind of a sense of myself. We were talking about her about page. And mm-hmm. she said, I, I never got this from that person. And um, that's one of the big, big overriding pieces that they get is, as I said before, it's all about differentiating yourself from the pack, you know, from whoever else does what you do, because no one can do it like you do. And again, that's an overused phrase these days. But like anything that's almost become a cliche, you know, it's because it's true. And when they work with me, they really get a sense of themselves sort of bouncing off that page. They get clarity on on who those people are that they're trying to contact. You know, they realize that they have to, as an English prof of mine used to always say, you know, be concise and go deep. That's the only way to mm-hmm. do it. So that's what they get in working with me, a really concise, deep resonance of who they are and a really strong understanding of who they're connecting with so that those people and not everybody, you know, are really going, I love that woman. She, she gets me in and I, I get a sense of what she'd be like to work with. That's the other important piece. It's not just that you know what you're doing. It's that they want to know who that human being is that they might be considering working with. So I think that's a really, really key piece that, uh, that people get from working with me. Awesome. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. It's the relationship uh, that they want to build. They want to love you, know you, trust you, right? <laughs> exactly. Again, exactly. And, I mean, we, we hear these, you know, Randy, as, as uh, you know, they've all sadly become buzzwords, and it's very, it's kind of frustrating. But on the other hand, it's good because it means there's knowledge out there that this is something business owners need to, to nail on their website presence and, and all of their content. You know, like I'm a content marketing writer, you know, or you can call me a web copywriter, it all kind of comes down to the same thing. You're creating this content that is providing value to those specific people. And, um, yeah, I mean, we have a very savvy audience out there, and nobody wants to be preached to. They don't want all of this phony stuff. We're in a very different space, and it's, it's a great space. It's just there's a lot of business owners who are kind of feeling their way around in there and trying to figure out where they fit you know, vis-a-vis this new way of dealing with, with potential customers. Fabulous. Okay, I love it. I love it. And the authentic part of it, I know we're overusing the word, but it's it's real. Yeah, <laughs> <You know>? exactly. <laughs> we all well, this is the fun. Thing. I mean, I'm, 
<laughs> yeah, we're still human beings. You know, it, it cracks me up. Years ago, uh, I remember when there was just talk of e-books, and my husband, who was in IT, was like, oh, Kathy, someday you're going to have to get rid of all those books, and you won't be going down to the, you know, sit by the water under a tree and flip the pages of an old book. You'll be able to do this on a thin little wafer thin, you know, and we used to sort of bat this back and forth, and I would say, no, I won't. I never will. You know, and, and although we do have those, and I have to say, I take them on the train myself, you know, because otherwise I seem to have a tome, you know, a huge heavy book that weighs, weighs a lot in my bag with me. But, mm-hmm. but still, we're human beings, right? And we want that connection with other people. And that's the other irony, of course, is that so many of us who work in the online space spend a great deal of time offline just meeting people, you know, because we're still humans. And, and we need that. We yeah. absolutely need that. And I'll tell you, I'm kind of old school. I like the big, heavy book. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> I wrote a post. Oh, man, I totally get you, Randy. This is where, you know, you could say I'm a fraud because I'm an online editor who likes books, or you could say it's part of my charm, which is what I prefer. <laughs> but I, I wrote this post in Braddy Kathy about that thing. I mean, my daughter teases me. I go into a bookstore, and you know how there are books with raised letters, you know, on the yes. cover of the, the jacket. I cannot stop myself. I have to touch those. And if they're in metallic <laughs> covers, I am just a bead of honey. And she's like, oh, mom, here's a book for you. You know, go touch that. You know? right, right. There's like tight fonts and there's, you know, and then the pages are awesome. Sometimes they've got those edges that look really retro, like something from the 19th century. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're tactile beings, you know. Absolutely. And, uh, Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. So what makes you so passionate about sharing with people? What makes you so passionate about what you do? You know, it's funny. Um, I have seen, like, the whole idea of, of getting your voice out there. I have to say, I remember where I was, in what restaurant, in what part of Toronto, when I actually said to someone, again, long before it was probably a buzzword, that I wanted to do what I loved and not just what I was really good at. And mm-hmm. it's one of those, you know, you have sometimes in your life these kind of moments where, you know, someone says something to you that just sticks in your mind and maybe you don't act on it or you say something to someone and it just stays in your head. And I remember when that was. And I had a lot of different jobs, as I say, and they were all fabulous. And, you know, you can't do every single thing you want to do in every single job. It's, it's impossible. Right. But I got to a point where I started looking at those different roles and thinking, you know, what I loved about this one was this piece and what I loved about that one was that. And I started to realize that I was really hungering for a job that I could do, something I could do that would really pull in all those things that I loved most. But one of the other corollaries to that is that in some of those roles, I was kind of subsuming my big personality, let's say, or whatever, um, you know, for the benefit of the team or whatever, and, and we do that. But I realized that I was kind of checking a lot of who I was, you know, at my house as I left the door in the morning to go to work. And... A lot of that was my voice, and there was a point where I realized professionally that I didn't want to do that anymore, and on a personal note, I've had people in my life who who really didn't own that either, and in particular, my mom was one of those key people. She was very talented, as I said, as an artist and as a poet and so on, but she never really took that to the level where she got the personal, professional, financial reward of it, you know, although she was very talented. And I saw, you know, a bit firsthand of what that did to her. You know, it kind of took some of her energy away. It kind of, 
you know, it, it wasn't a healthy thing to not be able to do that. And part of that was her generation. But it was a note. It was something like the day that I was in that restaurant. It kind of registered with me, you know. And I just, I hate to see that. It's a waste of talent. It's a waste of energy. It's a waste of a person's life force if, mm-hmm. if they're not getting their voice out there in whatever it is they do. You know, it doesn't matter. But, you know, as a culture, we're starting to change and to see that, you know, if you get the courage to do what you're really good at and what you love from the outset, you save a lot of heartache later, a lot of wrong turns later. You know, it may seem counterintuitive. You know, a lot of people grew up in a day when it was get a real job and do what you loved on the side. That's called a hobby. You know, you don't do that for a real job, you know. Mm-hmm. And the culture is changing, and that I find really exciting. And you see it nowhere nearly as much, really, as in the entrepreneurial space. I mean, that's what we're all doing, you know, is, is, is creating businesses and careers out of something that is, we're passionate about and, and really talented with. So, you know, personally and professionally, Randy, I've, that whole idea around getting your voice out there and owning that has come to mean so much to me because, you know, that voice, that authentic voice, that's where your power is. You know, that is absolutely mm-hmm. where your power is. In your life, in your business, absolutely the same. That's your power, and it, which, by which I mean your energy. You know, everything should be in harmony, um, you know, with who you really are. And uh, that's why it means so much to me. It really, really does. You, your true voice is not something you want to fool around with. You were given that gift for a reason, you know, and uh, it really needs to be used. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I just love talking to people who are so passionate about what they do and <laughs> and that they love yep. it and it shows through with, uh, you know, their actions and their words. So I love that. And, of course, you Thank spend you. your life doing this. So I yep. want to ask you a question. Thanks. Do you have any special projects that you're working on now? Uh, right now, I've actually been doing a lot of speaking for the business. Um, okay. You know, I, I work, as I say, as we said, with a lot with um, individuals. I do a lot of uh, individual uh, writing and editing and coaching people around message. But I also speak on voice, brand, and message. In fact, I was just out speaking at an event earlier this week, and it had to do with you know the whole idea, as they say, of, of finding your voice and then putting that into you know the building of a business. So um, you know. People are going to probably come across me, you know, more and more in that sphere, at least people in Toronto anyway, um, you know, around the speaking. I'm working on a workshop, actually, for women that's, dare I say it, sort of like improv-based, really, without giving away too much, that, um, you know, is really designed to help them kind of get out of their heads, if you like, and really get into owning, um, you know, what's really special about them and, and kind of loosening them up and, and helping them through through kind of a play atmosphere in a sense, um, a sort of a structured kind of play to really, really create what really is going to make them stand apart because they have to be part of that. You know, it's not someone who's going to just write it for you. You know, I mean, you've really got to feel that. So I'm, I'm very excited about developing that workshop sometime probably later this year and, uh, yeah, doing more speaking. Okay, awesome. Awesome. Well, listen, what a better way to get your word out there than to speak, right? Yeah, and it's fun. You know, I, what I love to do, I make it very, uh, very interactive. You know, I love, I love speaking to different groups, but if it's a smaller group, I love 
if I possibly can, finding out about each individual's business because then we can all speak as the, the talk goes on and it's very interactive and I can draw them out and we can have a, a really fun learning experience, you know. That's, that's the kind of speaking I especially love to do so that people really get something specific to their business and there's a lot of sharing in the room and a lot of... Uh, a lot of depth to it, you know. It's not just me up there with my slides, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, you know that's that's kind of that's not the kind of speaker that I really am. I, I'll have mm-hmm. slides, but I really love, you know, ma- giving people something really concrete like that that they can have fun with, but take home and really apply in their business the next day if they want to. Oh, definitely, definitely. So, as a final question, what would you tell people about? Uh, getting into the business that you're in? Is it difficult? Are there any tricks to the trade? What would you suggest? It's interesting. Um, In being a web copywriter, you know, one of the things you really need to learn, I mean, I came from journalism, as I say, in magazines and online and stuff, and one of the differentiators, of course, is that you are writing persuasive copy. That's that's one of the big differences. You know, the... Mm -hmm the ability to to be a really good interviewer, a really, really solid listener, um, and, and to be able to obviously have a facility with words is key. But one of the things, if someone were thinking of getting into this, is to really learn how to write persuasive copy, which, you know, is really marketing copy, but you don't want to have it look like marketing copy. That's, that's the trick, you know. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, that's one of the things that you really need to learn is, is how, to, how to finesse the words so that, so that they're persuasive. Um, that's a big one. So you can come from journalism. You know, a lot of, as you probably know, Randy, there's a lot of, you know, have, have been a lot of changes in journalism and a lot of people... speak with you today. And thank you thank for you. sharing some great information with everybody because I think a lot of the tips and tricks and little points that you are giving throughout are very valuable to people. Um, and So definitely take it to heart. Thank you Let's so see. much. It was a pleasure yeah. talking to you. I, I, I do love talking about this kind of thing, and I just, I just love how empowering it is for people. You know, that, that just it sounds very Pollyanna of me, I guess, but I just do. You know, it's, um, it's wonderful, and it's great. I mean, I know you understand a lot of this, and it's, it's similar to some of the things I think that you do with events and, and as we say, the in-person piece of it being so important. And so it was a real pleasure to talk to you as well. Oh, thank you, Kathy. And is there a website that people can find you on? Yes, absolutely. Uh, my company is called Take on the World. Might as well go big. <laughs> and it does. We don't go by half measures here when we're entrepreneurs. We're just going to go and grab that gold ring or we're going to create it for ourselves. Uh, It's takeontheworld.ca. And um, my uh, Twitter handle is at Kathy, and it's K-A-T-H-Y underscore Barthel, and that's B as in boy, A-R-T-H-E-L. That's awesome. And I know that you love to give, right? And yeah, I do. I think you may have a thing or two that you wanted to offer the audience. So if yes. you would like to, you're more than welcome to. Oh, thank you. Yes, there are a couple of things. Um, I'm absolutely open to um, 
having a 30-minute, or usually they go a little longer than that, uh, phone con- consultation. Just connect with me on the on the contact page on my website because you know I can really help you figure out how to create a more distinctive message on your site, or just you know figure out what it is you're trying to get at that that really is the stumbling block. As we said in the call, there there may be several things. So absolutely uh, contact me to get in touch and do that. Also, there's a free ebook on my site called Three Secrets to Being Yourself on Your Website and Attracting Great Clients. And there are a lot of um, you know, ideas in that ebook to help you, as I say, get out of your head and really connect on a deeper level with the clients that you're trying to reach. So those are both options. And one other thing that I, I do on occasion too for, for people who are just kind of looking at you know, getting a little deeper in their site is I do offer website audits. Uh, every so often I'll have a few of those available. So if that is something that uh, anyone wants to reach out to me for, they can, they can do that as well on the contact page of my website. And that just goes deeper. That is me looking through your site for how the content reads. I have a, a kind of a rubric that I use for, for going through the content, for the usability as well. And just really seeing from, from that point of view how much of it you're hitting out of the park and where there may be spots that you can tighten and, and change the site. So, yeah, there's the three things. We can do the call, we can do a web audit, and there's also a free ebook there on my site. That's a lot of value, Kathy. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know if you want to be giving all that away. You know this is going like on The web audit we don't do too often. You know, every so often I'll have a few of those available. It just It's about checking with me in terms of my schedule, but absolutely open to doing the phone consultation. And uh, there is a lot of value in the e-book, so you know, feel free to check that out on the site and download that as well. Well, definitely. I'm going to go register now. Thank you for offering that. And Kathy, I want to thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. You're very, very lovely to speak to, and I absolutely love hearing how passionate you are about helping people and the information that you shared. You're very authentic. Um, I, I really suggest people connect with you. You're very down-to-earth and personable, and thank you. I appreciate you being here with me. So, well, it's just been an absolute pleasure to talk to you, Randy. Thank you so much. It's been great. Well, thank you, Kathy. And I want to thank each and every one of our audience for listening to this podcast, and please remember to subscribe to iTunes and to share. Thank you again for being here with us. Thank you for listening to the Empowerment Radio Show. Want more empowerment from Randy Goodman? Stay up to date and follow Randy on Twitter at Randy Connects. That's Randy with an I. Remember to use hashtag EWTS, which is short for Empowering Women to Succeed. Or visit TorontoWomensExpo.com.